It is noon. Welcome, Tasty Paws. I'm glad you made it here on time. Awesome show. One of our favorite guests is here today. Let's get it started. How's it going, guys? Matt here with Carolina Coops. Welcome to Video Chicken. Uh, to my left is my host, Kristen Warren. I think this one really could be a male. Oh, we got one that's hatching? This show is for you guys. This is the bass fiber. Y'all know chickens are the gateway drug into homesteading. We survived with only one trip to the ER. Coyotes are everywhere. It's about time you show up, Matt. Uh -huh. It's a great straw. It is time, finally, for chicken police. They defecate every 12 seconds. Is that true? <laughs> Now it is officially noon because the buzzer went off. <laughs> well, I've never counted. <laughs> that's long more road hoops. That's a good one with the, with the courts and everything. And more chickens. Well, the math you do now, Daddy, is chicken math. <laughs> Calm <laughs> down, Matt. But... Calm down. Yeah, so we don't do the intro music anymore. You're right. Audio muted, unmuted. Here we are. We are live. We don't. How come we don't do the intro music anymore? Because there was issues. Issues. You can't. Or she forgot to press the button. No, she no. didn't. No, Ingrid does not forget anything. That's if true. You're not. Thank you. Thank you. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Video Chicken. We are live. It is April fourteenth already. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, the passing of time. Oh if my. not anything else, the show can demonstrate the passing of time. It, yeah, it is nuts. Um, we are live April 14th. Go ahead and take your shot. 2023. <sighs> Tasty pause here. Inside story. Maybe we'll talk about it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I want people to know about this, but we, we do have it on video. It's not for that bad. Oh, it is. Oh, gosh. Uh, Kristen, how you doing? I'm doing great. How uh, are you today? Uh, Matthew? Uh, Good. All things considered, uh, we're doing well. I'm still trying to get my breakfast in. I'll try not I to. I hate when you say if that. If you don't eat it, I will. So I've discovered recently what you guys don't see behind the scenes. When I say in meetings, I'm going to be crystal clear. Mackenzie says her skin crawls. And then non, as you just heard in the office over there, um, all things considered. Yeah, it's important to step back. Step back. Take a different perspective view of everything you got going on in life. It's important. That's why I say all things considered, it makes non go crazy. Uh, so, so, so one of them doesn't like you saying crystal clear, and the other one doesn't like take a step back. No, doesn't like when I say all things considered. All things considered. Because okay. typically non, poor non. I mean, if people understood when I say non is the one that holds us all together. Well, if we are venting, I I don't like it when you make points. You go number one, and then there's no more numbers. I'm so like, okay, well, one. you you, okay, you can't first, make points that are numbered and stop at one. No. I don't even know if you can stop at two. You no. need at least three. <laughs> All right, so first, okay, right. I don't do Wait, that. This is the airing of the grievances. Yeah, we got a, we got a chicken show to apparently do. Apparently, it let's, is. Let's yeah, let me not, know. It's not festivist. Am I? Is anyone else clipping in their headphones? Yeah, I'm hearing. Clipping. Yeah, it's it might be me. We might need to turn my mic down. Let me know. Ooh. So Jed has been doing homeschooling <laughs> in here, and next thing you know, Ingrid comes in. She goes, "The mixer's on the floor or whatever." I'm like, "Oh I was like, my!" They looked like it was a party in here. Uh, it, so I don't know what was happening. Thank you already, 44 She's people nine. being she here. She parties everywhere she goes. <laughs> Um, thank you for being here. Let us know. Make sure we dial in the audio, the fades, yeah. levels. Let us know that. where you're listening from. Yeah, and of course, okay, so listen, let's go ahead and get started. So thank you for being here. Ingrid, thank you're you. You're welcome. Um, and Nan, thank you. So today, and I want to get right into it. I might have to change out my mic. Something's going on here. If you guys are hearing that, please let us know. If you're not, then let us know too. You'll know if you're hearing it. I want to go ahead and get into it. We have a guest. 
one of our favorite guests. Yes. Um, like I see her in the green room, the big old smile. We have Dr. Crespo in the house today. Right now in the green room, if you don't know who Dr. Crespo is, you are in for a treat today because she is a veterinarian. She has her, she's got a lot of those letters. She's a poultry vet. Yeah. Yes. And that's what we all need. Is it that bad when I'm trying to build up? Oh, I'm sorry. You Were you making look- points? Yeah, she needs to I learn didn't hear a number patience. one. We not only have a veterinarian, she specializes in poultry. And there's a term for it. Was it poultry science or something like that? I'm sure she can share it with everyone. But you don't get this opportunity anywhere else, do you? No. You no. you don't. And normally we wait till 12, 15 because that's when the audience starts to build in. But I want to get uh, Dr. Crespo in here right away because we want to value her time. She is so gracious to be here. She is from NC State. She teaches at NC State, right, Ingrid? She does, and she heads the um, a great resources resource for um, our area, the um, uh, the poultry mobile veterinary services. I might have said that in the wrong orders, but basically those words together they come to backyard farms and backyard chicken places and and um big poultry farms and they it's a, such a great service and i am personally indebted to dr crespo for many reasons and she's just a just a sweetheart yeah bring your mic up just a little bit just in case really i'm yeah, not hearing a... ingrid in my oh we are having problems i hear her Oh, oh, that's wait, be- wait. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, Hello. I How you doing? Wasn't plugged in yeah, on the you, way. yeah, I might. Okay. So, <laughs> yes, Dr. Crespo. So this is another thing I love to brag about North Carolina. This is just such a wonderful state for so many reasons. And this is just another great one, because I don't know how many other places around this country that offer this opportunity to have a crew come out. It's like the Ghostbusters, if you will. It's the yep. chicken experts that come out to your flock come out to your coop and help you out. So I just think that's a wonderful, wonderful service. Yeah, we even have someone that just said, Hidden Spring Stable said, I met Dr. Crespo Wednesday. She checked out my flock and taught me how to vaccinate my day-old chicks for Merrick's. Wonderful, smart lady with so much knowledge to share. Learn so much. Awesome. All right, so we're going to bring Dr. Crespo in here in a couple seconds. Uh, but again, if you're just joining us, we are live April 14th, 2023. And the other thing is, I got some more announcements to make. Uh, one, before I forget... I want to do something. I got to think something hit me last night when I'm laying in bed. That's probably when I think the most. I hate the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And I am very good at greasing the squeaky wheel. I do love the YouTube <laughs> chicken police that we do. It's just fun. It's entertaining. We haven't done it in a while. But I was going through some YouTube comments. And it occurred to me. And again, I was reading a YouTube comment last night that was just awesome. I want to start showing those comments that you feel because you read the comments every day right i do can you please do me a favor i would like for you to maybe pick out some of those positive comments the ones that i'm just like wow it reminds me why i love what we do why we do video chicken i love how many people now refer to vcl mm. that's us vcl yeah. uh which remind we got to get some t-shirts that are just vcl so you're vcl number one i'm number two really i, I didn't can i that. be number one no oh. no no uh, 1.5 maybe. I, I don't know. But uh, isn't that a good idea? Make Ingrid number one. I would like to do a Golden Bell comment on any of the videos. One, it's good to have people engage in comments. And 
we'll know the real ones and the fake ones. There's people that are just so darn awesome that take the time to share what they got going on, and they'll, and they'll tell us, and I get it, and this is why we do the show. They can't afford to buy a chicken coop hour. I get it. But if they can put one together and they're going to be successful and they always say, Matt, we are so thankful for you guys and what you do in your videos, what you do on Video Chicken Live. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, I, you know, it's wrong that we're not acknowledged at least a little bit. Right. Well, we yeah. I mean, we do acknowledge them. As a matter of fact, I get a lot of people that are not really expecting a response and they're like, oh. Well, thank you for responding. I wasn't expecting a response. And I'm yeah. like, I didn't know that was an option not to respond. No, I I mean, we try to, I try to respond and answer questions. I mean, some of them don't really merit responses. That's right. Um, but for the most part, if people have a question or a comment, I like to, I like to acknowledge it. Because, Absolutely. Because um, mm -hmm. that's what we're here for. And I... I know, figure out what people are looking for or figure out what wasn't conveyed in that video or I can tell that they didn't really watch the video and they're mm -hmm. commenting on the thumbnail. That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> the thumbnails are important. So we, I, I would like to start doing that. I'm not sure when, but let's let's work on that. Okay. The other thing is in today's show, and I want to be able to give our audience as much time, if you will, to have their questions answered by the one and only Dr. Crespo. Mm -hmm. But of course, I'm going to be a little selfish. We have got to finalize something. I yes. have the gavel. We're ready for a There's proclamation. The, oh, it's proclamation day. What is this called? This is the thing the gavel hits. Okay. That doesn't count yet. Okay. We need <laughs> to finalize the decision. And Dr. Crespo, I know you can hear us in the green room. Um, we, I need your help more than ever today. So um, we're, we're going to talk about something. I need your expertise, which I know you'll give to us. And then, of course, guys, if you have any questions, leave them in the comments section. If you don't have any questions, please give us a wave. Let us know where you're watching from. Do everything you can to help promote the show, grow the show. And the more you guys comment, talk back and forth to help. That helps the algorithms, right, with YouTube, which helps show more notifications. Something like that. I don't know. So we have John. Hi from Belgium. Impatiently waiting for my ordered American coupe. We're sending an American coupe to Belgium. Belgium. Impatiently waiting. That's a good thing. I like the winky faces. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> we have been sending more and more coupes around this planet, which I think is awesome. It is not yeah. easy. Holy cow. You guys. I've got an order for Switzerland and Italy. Yeah. Wow. Oh, do they want turkey? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. I have never been to Europe. Um, I'm about to hopefully check a major check on my bucket list in six weeks. Right, Kristen? Right. Um, well, which I... we're getting there. See, what's you know, up? if I didn't do this show, I wouldn't know anything that was going on. I'm not going to say it. I know. I know what he was going to say. I know what you're going to say. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to take a drink every time you say that to at work and I'll be <laughs> drunk by three o'clock. Oh uh, yeah. So, uh, I forgot what the hell I was saying. But anyway, six weeks. Yeah, so six weeks we'll be checking another list. Oh, I want to go to Europe. I've never been to Europe. We got yeah, coops there. Well, I, you know, I've been going to Europe. Oh, we know. We and, know. Uh, 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 Google flights. I'm just gonna say Google flights. And and the hack is you put like Raleigh and then Europe, and it'll show you where the cheapest place to fly is. And we're like, okay, well, wherever it's cheapest, we're going. So right <laughs> now it's looking like Scotland. Yeah, that's. Or eight or kilts or I don't know. Uh, that's not a bad idea. No, I'll never forget. Because there's lots of places I haven't been. I do admire sometimes how your brain works. I'm like, how in the world do you ever think to do that? But God, it does make sense. You said one of the hacks to fly to Europe real cheap from the States is to fly into Iceland, right? Right. And then there's you, a lot of competition there. And you hop a, you hop a flight from Iceland right into Europe for like 20 bucks. Yeah. 
So you can fly to Europe for like 100 bucks or something like that. I don't know. Well, not quite, but. Uh, yeah, so we ship coops all around the world. It's happening more and more, which I'm so grateful for. But you would not believe, especially going into Australia, we might have to have a local government official come in and specialized stamp the wood so that it clears customs in Australia. Because like, they don't want you bringing in little pests. We definitely have to do that. It's not a might have to. Yeah. Right. There they, we go. They don't want you, right? That, that must be why, right? Well, that's something to consider. I yes. We that. fumigate. We used to do it as exterminators. We fumigate all those things. You open up those things. You throw it in like a grenade. And it fumigates. It's going to kill anything that's inside there. Fumigate it and be done. And it's harmless. The beauty of fumigation, technically, uh, is there's no residual to it once it's all done. And fumigation is a gas. So you think about those little, little tiny particles. They get in everywhere. So nothing can hide. Uh, but it is expensive because it's highly regulated. As it... I'm not even gonna say it. You, just, you gotta be careful. You you can you can screw things up real fast if you're not careful with fumigation. So, so Mike says Matt may be number one, but Kristen is a ten. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, yeah, that is nice. That's so they, nice. Yeah. All right. So oh, that, but Mike Trepp also said need the Law and Order sound clip for the gavel. Boom boom. <laughs> that's good too. Have you made the proclamation yet? Did I miss it? No. 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 We uh, we we got to talk about. We got to talk. With yes, the experts. Let's do it. So okay. we're gonna bring in the other thing. So, so let's you guys have to scooch together. So let's uh, bring in yeah, you can't. Uh, right, sorry, you sorry, I'm trying to get comfortable on the stool. <laughs> you, so you. I can bring Dr. You, Crespo in. Yeah, Dr. Crespo, yeah. come in from the green room. Oh, Join us at Video Chicken Chick Live, now known as BCL. We need intro music for when we bring in a guest, especially a high profile guest, just like I know. Dr. Crespo is. Why can't I unmute her? Oh my god. Why don't you bring her in first and then you can do all that magical stuff. If you want, I have the mouse. I should I should put a picture. Do it. Yeah, do, I don't know why it's not. I'm clicking it, it's not working. Um because oh, I was doing the wrong thing. There you go. Ooh, look at her shirt. Dr. Crespo, no. how are you doing today? Happy Friday. Love the t shirt. I can't unmute her. Unmute um, her oh, for me. she's oh why is she muted? All, yeah, all we gotta we go. do, all we gotta do, is turn her up a little bit, Ingrid. Okay, it was. It How had, long have we been doing this show? I don't know. I, I'm done. Frazzled. <laughs> Doctor Crespo, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How about you guys? Uh, doing good. Yes, you. We've been waiting so long to have you back on. Thank you. Uh, th yeah, thank you so thank much you, for thank being you, here. Thank you. Thank you. You are one of our favorite guests thank because you. you are just so fun to talk to and extremely knowledgeable. Uh, especially with our lovely pets, the poultry, the chickens, ducks, all that. And I have a question that we have, mm -hmm. I need your help with. So we can get into it now or we can go ahead um, for our audience. This is Dr. Crespo. If you have any questions, especially what health um, about your chickens, now's the opportunity for Dr. Crespo to give us her amazing uh, knowledge. Not saying it's the end all be all, you know, but. Um, she knows what she's talking about. Yeah, she does. Awesome. Maybe. <laughs> well, um, so Ingrid, if you want, so again, just start filtering through the questions and we'll okay. start asking Dr. Crespo, but I'm, I just got to get into it. Okay. And I'm not sure if we have it queued up that I can show an example, but he, here, here it is. Here at Carolina Coops, we're always trying to figure out how to help people get into this wonderful hobby. And chickens, that's been easy. That's one of the easiest things to do. And I, I want to say we've just about mastered that. Um, the other big one lately, now you maybe are seeing this out in your field, is ducks. So many people are getting into ducks. And I love ducks. And I love duck eggs. I actually like duck eggs more than I like chicken eggs. However, what we're trying to do, yes, perfect, Ingrid. Mm -hmm. What Dr. Crespo, what I want to show you is something that through my research, 
and talking to other experts, I've learned that this is a way to keep ducks without having to have a large body of water. And what it's called is the duck dipper. And the idea is, and my understanding is, that ducks don't necessarily have to swim in water every day. What they do need to do is be able to wash out their nostrils or their nares, right? That's the proper term, um, with water, uh, and they should be fine in a nutshell. So we're going to bring up the duck dipper. And the idea behind this duck dipper, again, is so that you can have ducks without having to put in a pond or put in a big pool. But yet we all know, if you don't know, ducks are messy. Please understand that ducks are very messy, and you want them to be ducks. You want them to be messy. They love to take their food. And they're going to dunk it. And here's a great example. So here is basically a kitchen sink that is guarded by a fencing that's four by four. And we have this beautiful duck. And she is able to stick her head in there and get her face wet. And then when the customer is ready to allow the ducks to go in there and have fun, you just pull the wire up. And then they're going to go in there and they're going to swim. And they're going to make even more of a mess. But then when it is time to clean, you just open up a ball valve. You drain it just like a bathtub and then maybe flush it out with a hose and then close the ball valve, fill it back up, put the wire back on, you're done. I've had people say, Matt, that is great. That is perfect. That's perfectly fine. I've had other people want to crucify me at the stake saying, no, that is wrong. Chicken, or I'm sorry, ducks have to swim every day. Dr. Crespo, today, I need your help <laughs> to tell me, yes, Matt, that is good. No, Matt, you need to stop now. No pressure. <laughs> yes, Matt, you are right. <gasps> cue it up. Cue. We need a soundbite. Um, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. We definitely got to use that soundbite. Um, <laughs> okay, so it's not as bad as I. Okay, so what what has happened is people say, and maybe this is one of those. Um, what do you call it? Where you're told something, you believe it, but it's not really true. Oh, man, I'm holding uh, my tongue uh, so much well, what's right it called? Now? Well, anyways, a lot of people believe something. What is it called where people are like, you're told something, you believe it? Oh, an old wife wise tale? tale? Yeah. The perception that because they have the web feet and they usually live in the wild near the uh, water bo bodies of water, that maybe why we consider they need to be swimming all the time. No, so, uh, commercial poultry, for instance, they don't have water. So uh, in New York, where they raise a lot of chick uh, chickens, uh, ducks, they don't, uh, they don't have any water in, on those farms. I mean, they have the drinking water and they, like you say, to dip their faces, but they don't have um, the, hmm. the uh, ponds or anything where they can swim. No. Okay, wait, wait, let me make sure I understand this. And I'm seeing a delay for the first time. I don't know if we're starting to glitch or whatever. We have had a hell of a time with internet. Yeah. Uh, make sure we're still on. It looks like we're still on. There is a bit of a delay. Yeah, there is a delay for some reason. I'm not sure. It's driving me nuts. We got storming going on and whatnot. But Dr. Crest, will you hear me right loud and clear? Perfect. All right, well, we're going to carry on. Let me know if, guys out there watching, let us know if there's any problems, especially out in the audience. Or out in the audience, out in the office. Um, so... Up in New York, there are commercial farms for ducks. Yes. I didn't know that. What are they? Are they farming for duck eggs? Are they farming for the duck meat? Or breeding? For both. Uh, uh, mostly it's for the meat. They, they, they are most of the commercial, but of course those ducks have to come from somewhere. So some of the flocks are for the for the eggs, but they mostly are for the for the meat. Okay, and, and I just want to make sure I'm hearing this right. 
So even on a commercial farm, the ducks are able to clean their bills, clean their nares, and they're fine. Yep. Okay. Yeah. The, it, the major problem you have with ducks is their feet. They are very susceptible um, because they have very soft padding. You want a very soft surface. So that's where you have uh, the difference between a chicken, a turkey, or a duck. The ducks do really need more padding on those feet to prevent uh, from getting those bumble feet. Okay. So glad you asked this. Okay, so we touched on this last week. We are going to be selling a product called Healthy Straw. And the idea is that it's softer than even the industrial hemp. And we're thinking about that it might be better for ducks. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but if you were going to have ducks, maybe you do, and you're going to use a form of bedding, what would your be your ideal bedding be so that the feet have that soft cushion when they're walking? So you were talking about earlier on, and you were not live yet, about the hemp. Mm -hmm. I love those hemp pellets. They sell them for the horses as well, for mm -hmm. the horses stalls, I love those. They absorb water very well. They absorb smells because they absorb the water um, and they are very soft for, uh, for the feet. So I usually start with about uh, three to five inches for the, uh, for the duck and then build it up to seven inches and just make sure it keeps dry. Keep tilting it, tilting it to make sure it's dry and it's okay. not compact. Ooh. Okay. Um, so the healthy. So you're saying that the industrial hemp is a, a good option, and yeah. have you ever heard of the product called Healthy Straw? I don't think it's. I have, I have not. Um, straw. I'm a little bit uh, skeptical when I hear straw, because the straw tends to hold humidity, and uh, what happens is when it gets humid, the fungus stays there. And then they may be, actually, they breathe up the spores from the fungus and end up with respiratory disease. That's, so I haven't seen your straw, but that's what, in general, the general straw is available. That's what happens. So that's right. interesting. So that's exactly right along the lines our hemp suppliers said, because they're like, Matt, you're crazy. It's going to be awful, this and that. But, of course, the people that are making it and selling it say the opposite. But the big difference is, is that the straw is split open. It's not hollow stalks of straw if you will um so okay it's it's yeah it's, it's flattened it's, it's flattened it's chopped, chopped up and it's de-dustified just like yep. hemp yeah. is so there's there's a there's a processing done to this type of straw that they use they have a garden straw and a healthy straw like a farm straw that they use and what they found with ducks is when they were using it because they're a canadian company that um with the with the bedding on there if the ducks were laying eggs the farm straw actually kept the eggs from freezing because it kind of just gave it mm. a nice like little insulation there but um they're small 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 pieces not just like the kind of straw you would just get like as a bale of straw but um okay we have some questions. Yeah, there's so many questions. Dr. Crespel, thank you so much. So before we move on, again, guys, just we are getting a weird delay here. I just want to make sure you guys are hearing us. I haven't us. noticed it. Misty says there's no delay. Yeah, I saw so that. So I think it's just us. Okay, good. Um, so hold on. Nan, are you listening? Is everyone out there? Yep, I'm here. All right, so I, I'm scared. I, I try to make everyone on this planet happy, and I know you can't do it. I know we're, especially when it comes to animals. I love how passionate people are with animals, but- 
Well, I have a question. First okay. Go ahead. Okay. okay. So, Dr. Crespo. So, um, but ducks' feathers are kind. Of, they're kind of waterproof. They're made for water. Correct. Yes. So, is there a benefit? I mean, do they benefit from having a body of water? Does it help with their? Um, <clears throat> I don't know, with their feathers or their cleaning and like, is there something that the body of water other than they just like to swim, is there something that benefits from them swimming in a body of water? So the, the benefit of that heavy down that they have is actually uh, to keep their body temperature and to keep it dry from the water. Okay. So yes, they are normally in the wild living with, uh, in, in areas where there is water. And that helps them to maintain their body temperature. It's like a coat. Hmm. Um, so that's that's why they have the, the feathers. But uh, when we raise them on our farms, we don't really need to provide constant access to a, a area of water where they can swim. Okay. So it's just for fun for them. <laughs> they just I like it. Like if you are raising, for instance, a swan, Swan won't, they, they are very, they are a different species. So swan do really need the water. They mm. will not uh, defecate, they defecate in the water. They need to eat when they're in the water. So it's a different story from ducks. Um, mm. If you like the duck eggs, and I know it was just an early, oh, I like the duck eggs. They are great for cooking uh, because they are very high. The white is very high in protein. And if if film, uh, the when you beat the white, it gets stiff, and it's just great for baking. Um, if you want to do that, then what I will suggest is to get the Indian runners. Those are the very tall ducks. Mm -hmm. Those are really don't, they don't need even the water. They don't even care about the water. Mm. So. Uh, okay. Interesting. So so swans need water. What about geese? Because we do do goose houses. Uh, geese, they can eat and defecate outside. They are even messier than uh, ducks are. But they make good uh, guardians. So if you don't want to have a dog, you can have a, a goose. Okay, so. <laughs> That's what we're is saying. It, is it okay to say then that you can have a duck dipper also be a goose dipper and they will mm -hmm. be fine? Yep. Uh, okay, mm -hmm. so before we go on. Do and that the other question was: Come, people were complaining because of the grate. The duck couldn't lift their head up to drink. Do we? Yeah. Can do we, we put, need can two we... separate things for drinking and dunking? Or well, we already do. That's the that's the other thing people got to understand. So you, although be... I I did see in the video that it did drink. Right. And yes. but we you showed this to me that ducks will use our water bar. Yep. Yeah. The point to the duck dipper isn't for them to drink. It's to get down and wash their face. They it's to dip. <laughs> exactly. It's not a duck water. It's a duck dipper. That's a good point, Nan. Oh. Um, okay. So are we are we going to, from here on out, stand our ground, say, you know what? If you tell us this isn't good, you're going to have to take it up with Dr. Crespo, and let me tell you what. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's, you know, I don't know if we can say – we have a veterinarian approval. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's just real simple what she said. Right. We're trying to make it so people can have ducks without jeopardizing the health of your animals, in this case, your ducks. I don't want that worry that, oh my gosh, I'm providing something that may not be right. And that's why we're having this conversation. Right. So, yes? 
Yes. Duck. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh wait. Uh, my question, if you have, with that, something I recommend, I enjoy the ducks. They are lots of fun. Now, don't mix up ducks and chickens. What? Because they oh, it's, it's so hard to maintain both of them together what they like, both species. They will never really, like, talk or be friends. And to manage them, it's just easier to manage them in different areas of the yard. Keep them, but in different areas of the yard. Mm. So oh. the feed is different. They did. They do need different feed. Like you mentioned about the water and the water deeper, they mess everything up. They're very messy. Chickens are very clean. So just to keep things simpler, just keep them separate. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Wow. I love it. All right. We... <laughs> I think we might need to get back to this again. I we do this show for our viewers who are patiently waiting. We got so many questions yes. in there. Can and they I'm... can they be in different houses and share the same yard? Yes. Okay. Yes. So and that's we do that essentially what you're doing. Yeah. But we have it. What what Matt's little head, like head is spinning now because he, says, he has a like we we all build these coops that have a ch uh, raised area for the chickens and then like a doghouse duck house and they will have they both share an attached run but we also say everyone to free range them so while they both have this attached run which is dry because it's covered um they free range so but they have different houses that's right so they will have as long as they have like different area where they will have their water feed separate in separate areas that's fine they can be together in the backyard but keep the feed the water and most of the things that they need for enrichment separate. That's the thing. Oh boy. Well, okay. Yeah, that's hard to do. Keep that feed separate. Unless um, you have them in a separate contained area. But that's where I thought the all flock. Yeah. How about that? The the feed made for all flock, or you know, I guess that's the trade name. But the feed that's designed for turkeys, ducks, and chickens all in one. <laughs> and... <laughs> oh. Uh. It's oh. like uh, you, know, get, you get a med or a, a tool that does everything and does nothing well. Ah, interesting. Oh, All right, so we're going to go to questions because Matt's head's yeah. spinning. This might be my favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, real quick, okay, so we're going to get to questions. I noticed our audience is dropping, which means something's wrong with the audio and video. And we need to, I don't want to, I mean, this is great material. And I don't want to be like, oh, boy, Dr. Crespo, I need you to do a take two. Um, we are live, so this is real. I just got to make sure everything's going well. I'm streaming over here on my phone. It looks like everything's looking good. So maybe Yep. I'm not sure what's going on. All right. Well, then let's go ahead and get started, uh, Ingrid. So John has a question, and I think this is um, <clears throat> a, a question a lot of people might have, is how can you tell when a, ch when a hen is egg-bound? Uh, many of the egg bound are not really egg bound. There may be other problems. Uh, but uh, what you do is just get gloves on and you can actually hold the, uh, the bird. We hold them uh, on the keel so they are comfortable. As uh, if you uh, rest the keel of a bird on your hand or a steady surface, they come down. And then you can actually get with the glove, just get the finger on the vent area and you will feel the, the shell right there. Mm -hmm. So if uh, this, um, this bird hasn't been, hasn't laid, 
for a while, you actually can check. Uh, usually, an egg takes about 23, 25 hours to lay. So if in 25 hours you still notice that egg and that hen hasn't laid the egg, that means that hen is uh, egg-bound and you really need to take it to the vet to have that uh, taken out. What what how would it manifest itself in a in a chicken though? How would you know to even think that besides the fact because some hens just don't lay every day or every couple of days because they're older? How would is it that they're lethargic? Is there anything that they do to exhibit that kind of would make you think that it was egg bound versus something else? Um, they, I would probably like to explore, when I go, I would like to see if they really have an egg in the uh, in the oviduct. Right. So if you don't have it, then I can look for other causes. But that's the first thing I will be looking at. Great. Yeah. Um, and, do they and look? Very- do they look sick when they're egg bound? Like what? Yeah, they do. They oh, kind okay. of like they feel uncomfortable. They may not want to be with the other birds. Um, sometimes uh, some some individuals, even they see uh, part of the egg try to come out and really doesn't come out, that the hen is really struggling. So, um, yeah. All I know is that sounded like my last doctor's visit. <laughs> <laughs> so Taylor asks, is there any poultry you shouldn't keep together due to parasites or diseases? Um, yeah. Not, I mean, they always talk about uh, not keeping uh, chickens and turkeys together because of a parasite. It uh, causes the disease known as blackhead. Um, <laughs> I don't it's caused by uh, a parasite is called histomonas. Uh, but it depends. There are many people who raise both of them together successfully, so it's not as simple or straightforward as they say. And uh, yes, there is a question there. Well, no, oh, I'm he, saying he's, I, I, he's I, done yeah. it. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. I tell you, the turkey. I was going to pick up a baby turkey on the way home today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my world, Upholt, is, right? my world is being rocked right now, and that's a good thing. This is why I love having these conversations because um, it, it's just good to know. All right, um, I've had ducks, turkeys, chickens all together. Goats, pigs, all of them. Like, here, have fun. It's like Charles Webb. Maybe it's the space that you're keeping all of them in that matters. No, thank you not. Or there is a risk, but it's a small risk if they're. That's kind of the. I have seen pigs and chickens together. Uh, Do I recommend it? No. It's not that they cause anything because the pig is going to eat the feed for the birds, Mm. and I see that they. They actually have to, so he said, how are you going to separate so the chickens have access to the feed before the pig eats the chicken feed? Carolina Coop. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. We solved that. Uh, so you're exactly right. So that, that's kind of been my dream is because think, let's, everyone's starting a homestead. And I just love the idea of having some kind of community yard for all the animals to go out into. And they're all going to kind of have a different role out there, if you will, to eating and breaking down droppings whatever but yeah yeah you got to be careful when those pigs or goats get into that chicken coop it, i was told by our farm girl I could kill them so we made it in the chicken coop where in this case the auto door the opening for the chickens to go in and out was up high and those pigs and goats were not jumping in there even though goats are good jumpers they were not jumping in that chicken coop so we can keep their feed protected 
mm-hmm. you know, but we had, we would dump the table scraps and just let the animals go to town and they had fun with it and they ate it. And usually the pigs won. I mean, they're pigs, but, um, but <laughs> as Nan was saying, I do feel, the, I'm not saying it's a secret, but the advice is when we talk about this all the time, having a, the space to do it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That's always, um, all right. We have another question from Shelly. Um, and I have experience with this myself. Can a chicken heal on its own from bumblefoot? Yes, uh, it can. Um, the major problem that we have with bumblefoot is knowing what caused the problem. So we can actually um, take the uh, uh, damaged tissue and wrap the food, but unless we know what is causing that problem, it's going to happen again and again and again. So what we really need to do is investigate what is causing those uh, feet to get infected or they get uh, swollen. One uh, one of the common things is like maybe the litter or the floor, the type of flooring is too hard or too rough that may cut into the skin and then bacteria can, can come in. Another common thing that I see is uh, the perching, the roost area is too small. So uh, with pullets, great, you can have a one inch wide uh, roost. But as the chickens grow, then they put weight on and they need a wider uh, roost. So anything like I like to have the uh, two by four with the four where the chicken just sit Mm -hmm. on that uh, four. Because it's like, as I always say, like uh, when you are a child, you like your toddler bed. But when you are an adult, boy, that king size bed is good. So the same <laughs> with the chicken scroll. Great. Yep. Now and, we, and is it, do you have to treat bumblefoot or is it is it okay for them to live with it? Or is that affecting their health overall? Because it is a staph infection. Uh, yeah. Uh, as long as uh, they are not limping. I would just probably, if you start, you can put some cushion in the area just so they are in some softer surface. But some people use Epsom salts. I don't want to dig in unless I see that's infected. If I just lift up the crust and I don't see anything, it's like wrap it up, put some cushion in there and let her just heal on uh, her own. I don't want to mess up and create more of a damage. Okay. Yeah. So the biggest thing that I take away from all that is it's all about prevention. It's right. all about find out what's really causing it. So many of us are always like, what's the magic bullet? But prevention is so important. I say this all the time. It's all about setup all the way down to the roost bars. You know, those rope yep. wrap roost bars that are vet recommended by Dr. Crespo, uh, they become <laughs> a hot item. We absolutely love these roost bars, and even our coop out there, I've noticed all the chickens prefer to be on the rope wrap roost bar than they do the regular roost bar. Will a regular roost bar work? Yes. But, you know, like Dr. Chris was saying, make sure it's the right size, and I tell you, the rope wrap roost bars, one, they look really good, but it mimics a tree branch, you know, if you will, or it just allows the foot, if it needs to, to heal. Um, Something I never really thought about when we talk about prevention is that even the bedding you're using could be a contributing mm-hmm. factor to the bumblefoot, right. where that's nice that how soft the uh, industrial hemp bedding is. To be honest with you, I never really thought about that specific with the hemp bedding also being a, a form of prevention for bumblefoot versus pine shavings or some other harder type Well, and it material. keeps it dry. It's mm-hmm. The dryness, mm-hmm. it's absorbing all that bacteria that's in the poop, right? I mean, it's like you want to keep that 
you want to keep it dry so they're not stepping in wet poo when they jump off their roosts. And uh, right, Doc, Dr. Cross. Before I forget, show us your shirt. That you have an <laughs> awesome shirt. Where did you get it? So it says here, poultry in motion. Poultry in motion. <laughs> is that like an NC State shirt or? No, this actually uh, is, oh boy, I'm going to tell, give you my age. I don't want to. This is when I was doing my master's degree. My supervisor gave me that when <laughs> I uh, defended my master's degree. Oh, wonderful. Wow. That's a great story. I yeah. uh, appreciate you sharing that with us. All right, so we got a lot more questions yes. coming. Guys, if you're just joining us, we are live April 14th, 2023. We have the Dr. Crespo, the expert in backyard poultry, poultry in general. She knows everything about poultry. If you have an any infectious disease expert. Too. Infectious disease expert. Right? She did a lot of a lot of Work on that. So. Okay. Um, and then, so if you have any questions about your chickens, especially health, you have the best right, right here. Leave us a question in the comment section or just leave a comment. So, and one thing I wasn't sure if we could touch on, I know we should just put this to rest, but it has been in the back of my mind to hear from Dr. Crespo. And I'm sure you've had this conversation a million times. You're going to be like, oh, gosh, Matt, not this one. Real quick, if you could tell us your opinion on what happened this past winter. Where everyone's freaking out, saying, oh my gosh, there's something in the chicken feed that caused my chicken to stop laying eggs. I don't know. I heard many, well, usually the birds lay, um, slow down uh, laying eggs in the winter because the light goes down. I just wonder if many of the people who are uh, saying that are people who are first time uh, chicken raisers. And after two years of lay, of course, they picked up those chickens when in the 2020 when we had the um, uh, outbreak of uh, COVID and uh, now they are two years old and that's when actually the chickens start to lay fewer eggs. So exactly. uh, the fall comes, uh, the light, um, hours of light uh, decrease, they are molting, which with molting, they are not going to lay as many eggs. With the fewer hours of light, they don't lay as many eggs. Plus, they are getting older. And that may be a combination of that. That's what's uh, happening. Um, so speaking of lighting, real quick, I just was told this recently. I don't know if this is true. So again, I need to hear it from you. If, not that I'm a fan of what I'm about to say for the record, I am not promoting this, but I just, I would like to know. If someone wants to use artificial lighting, to keep their hands laying during the winter time. I was told recently that they have to start that process in August. Is that true? Correct. So the, you actually start the time, actually you will, I will start there probably in July because that's when you get the longest days. You don't want to ever reduce the number of hours. So on July 21st, when you have the longest day, then you count those hours and just supplement as the days get shorter, supplement that with extra number of hours. Um, isn't just so I'm clear, June 21st, June 22nd should be the longest day, not July, no, right? Sorry, June okay. 30, yeah. I just, okay, good. Cause that's that, my birthday. That took the me a lot. Of, I, I didn't want to correct you in any way, shape or form. <laughs> um, I just want, but I wanted to be accurate, but that makes sense. Because boom, boom, daylight's building up, and then why have it go down? And they're like, oh, okay, and then on, then you bring it back up. That's right. It doesn't make sense. So June twenty second, 
Ingrid's birthday. It was no, about January twenty first is my birthday. Okay, June twenty first. If you're gonna do artificial lighting, you want to start it there. But let me be clear: I am not a fan of it. I no. like keeping things natural. Let the girls rest so they can molt and just let them be. Yes. I think there's gonna be so much happier. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I mean, uh, yes, and uh, definitely because if the more they lay, the lo- the shorter life they are going to have. Right. You are really putting pressure on those birds. If you increase the number of uh, hours that they have of light, then it's going to actually decrease the lifespan. So you, if you want to enjoy them for longer, then let the natural life cycle. We have, um, yes, and I agree on that too. I have a six-year-old that's still, two six-year-olds that are still laying. So... <laughs> We have a couple of questions asking about um, kind of what backyard chicken keepers can have on hand in their medicine cabinet, just as like little first aid things. Like what are some essentials that people like um, uh, me and Kristen and Matt and our audience would have to help deal with just small things with their chickens? So things I like to have for the chickens, uh, well, I always uh, say uh, the apple cider vinegar, I like it just to add it in the water, drinking water, uh, because mainly in the sun, that's actually going to decrease the bacteria and the algae in the water. So it's going to allow them to drink better water. Um, But uh, directly on the cabinet, you may want to have like some uh, topical antibiotic just in case they have a wound. Uh, you may want to have some uh, vet wrap or that elastic vet wrap. If they have like a very uh, large tear, I like the spray bandage. And the, uh, and if you can have like what they call the skin glue, so you can, the, I don't even um, suture or uh, stitch the skin. is so thin. I really like better the skin glue. So just to, to shut it, uh, that skin and then doesn't get the infection doesn't get under the skin. Uh, so those are things that I will uh, have there. I will have also, it depends if you have maybe roosters or uh, what type of floor you have, you may want a pair of dog clippers just to make sure that those uh, uh, toes are kept short. And some of the hens, actually, they also have spurs. Some of the breeds and some of the older hens, they may grow up a spur. So you want to cut uh, the spur off, just like if it was a, a rooster. I had no idea hens had a spur. I've had a few. Really? Yeah, yeah. I have one, too. Yeah. Um, uh, how much apple cider vinegar? What is the formula there? What do you recommend? It is almost like, a, a, and I just eyeball it, and what okay. I say is buy buy a strip you know for the swimming pool they have the ph strips mm-hmm. so you can actually go uh, and put it uh, to ph down to five so i wanted between six and five ph because that's neutral right no no it's neutral is seven. Oh, i thought we were close enough so okay. it goes from one to 14 seven is neutral and i wanted a little bit acid almost okay. like lemon if it's like you are giving the lemonade to the chickens for drinking. <laughs> so it is more into the 5 and 6 uh, pH. Okay, I heard 6.5. I was like, okay, that's cutting it close. Five and of, six. Okay, between, five, five, between yeah. 5 and 6, which is going to be on the acidic side, not the alkaline side. Yeah. So we're. Uh, I missed a little bit, but this is important because we get asked all the time, and I think people screw it up. 
because we always think more is better. You want the water you're giving to your chickens to have a pH of five to six. And if we're going to try to achieve that based on your type of water, uh, we can add the apple cider vinegar because that's very acidic, right? Mm-hmm. And you can is it is it fair to take the pH strips and use that as an accurate measurement, or would you have some advice? Because I have customers out there, and I, and I I always try to tell them don't overthink it because I think sometimes when they overthink it, they screw it up. But we still get the question, so let's might as well get into it. What would be the best way for them to tell the true pH levels of their water? You go to the lab and get a pH meter, but that's too expensive. Um, no, 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 no. I see all these things for sale on our website now. We go. We now got no, a chicken coop medical kit, a pH meter. Oh, he's doing gonna, marketing oh, now. Absolutely. Vet recommended Dr. Crespo's kit. I, I see it already. I'm sorry. I mean, the, the, the pH meter is actually, you can go to a, a swimming pool spa shop and buy those strips. And then just, if you have a swimming pool at home, you probably have some of those strips. You can actually check that the, the pH with those strips. Right. So just a couple of, it's just probably a couple of tablespoons per, per gallon. All right. Well, we, we might need to do that. But again, everyone's water is different around this country right. and whether you're collecting rainwater. I know my dad did this. And even when I went out there to do a video on troubleshooting his water system, I was going to get down to 14 degrees in Texas. There was his pH strips. I said, yeah, you know, people just love it. You know, I don't want people to overthink it. But if you got the time and you want to get technical, you might as well have fun with it. Yeah, I absolutely see this. I see pH water, chicken water strips. And um, you mentioned topical for an antibiotic. Do you have a recommendation that you would recommend or anything would be good? What should we look for if we're going to get an antibiotic? Usually if they call, people go to the pharmacy, that's what they will have uh, most of the time. It's just uh, one of those uh, triple antibiotic. It uh, really doesn't get that much deep into the, uh, in, into the skin. So just a topic antibiotics for uh, like, for instance, if you want to have a problem with a bumble foot and decide to repair, you want to have some antibiotic just to make sure not to increase the bacteria there. So, so like Neosporin? What... Yeah, or... exactly. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I also, I can tell you, I, I am proof of this. And I didn't do it to, I just don't like going to doctors. I have, I never called it, I call it super glue. I have cut myself real bad. I knew I needed stitches. Clean it up. Brand new bottle of super glue. Glue that baby shut. It's it's better than any doctor. I mean, my initials are MD, okay? But, um, I mean, look at that. Look, look at those. I mean, that, that one was real bad. I, I know. Wow, I don't yeah. even see anything. Beautiful, but look at that one. That one was stitches when I was like. I see that one. Yeah. Um, so, skin glue. Now, what is the blue stuff? I've seen people spray. The blue coat? Yes. The blue coat is actually um, uh, like a Band-Aid. It's a spray yeah. Band-Aid with some antibiotic. Okay, so um, that's that- not the same as skin glue? No, no, no. And blue okay. coat also, you need like egg withdrawal for that, right? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. So if if you use blue coat, which is usually if a hen has like if a rooster pecked at it and it's got exposed blood or scab, you want to always the rooster's fault. It's always, um, <laughs> <laughs> you can use the blue coat. But the problem with that is that you cannot. You have to know that you shouldn't drink, eat the eggs from that hen while they have the blue coat. Is my understanding right? Yeah, when we are using any antibiotics, I mean, they, they usually say maybe they, it gets absorbed through the skin and mm-hmm. it gets into the egg. So some people may be allergic to uh, antibiotics or right. 
maybe uh, get a, a small amount of antibiotic that helps bacteria that we have to become eventually resistant to the antibiotic whenever we need it. So that's why they say don't uh, use for a couple of weeks at least the, anything that you give with antibiotics to a hen, don't, don't consume the eggs, just to make sure that the, those eggs don't have antibiotics so you don't develop or your, the bacteria doesn't develop uh, resistant to the antibiotic or in the event that you have someone in the family that may be allergic, doesn't have an allergic reaction to antibiotics. Right. One thing I used for healing bumblefoot that I thought was helpful too, besides did exactly what you said. Um, and I, there's a, there's a bandage that's called like, a, I think this is the brand name, but it's like hydro seal. So it oh, yeah. keeps the, you put it on and it's, it's like sticky and you can just yeah. cut it. I would cut it to, to just to fit under her little, where the patch was. And yeah. then I wrapped it with vet wrap just you know as tight as I could and that way we kind of keep it dry while it while the little bumblefoot area that I picked at is is healing I and see branded Carolina Coops hydro seal <laughs> it is real I'm telling you we should have had this conversation oh yeah go it on just, I, I don't know it just I've, I I mean I had that one that buff that had it a couple times but I was able to get it and even had your um one of your doctors and they said yeah you did a great job we can't find anything on here so um I just found that that just something that, that was just I wanted to throw that out there. But I will try to put together this little medicine kit on our website yeah. so people can can have. Um, so I yeah. see. Well, OK, well, there's some questions going on. Make sure yeah. we bring them in, too. We haven't okay. brought them in yet. I think it's good. Here's a very big, long question. So this must be really cool. Oh, here we, here go. we go. So um, Darshell says, I bought three new eight-month-old hens, and unbeknownst to me, the lady sold me one hen that had been infected with mites, and she says, I think they're gone. What do I need to do to make sure they are? I purchased a product, Dust On, by Revenge, and then this will help, or what else should I do? Thanks for sharing your knowledge with us today. So uh, thank you very much. With mites, okay, um, sure, you can use the uh, Dust On, um, Let's go and face it, most of uh, us that keep uh, chickens in the backyard, they're going to be outside. Yeah. And they're going to have, uh, hopefully not too many mites, but they will be exposed to some of these uh, little creatures. So we want to minimize the number of those uh, mites. Um, uh, so if they do have um, mites and they're in number, that stuff uh, is all right. Other thing that you may have is uh, Elector by Elanco, and that's actually a spray, and you can spray it um, on the bird and around the coop. Because those mites, when you put anything that is going to kill them, they are smart enough to, to move away from the bird. So they are going to go into the crevices of uh, of the coop. So you actually have to also disinfect the coop, not so only the bird. And some of those mites, actually, they are able to survive without being on the bird even for up to three months. Wow. So just make sure wow. you do keep that coop as well clean. Uh, things that if you have a small, um, and, and by the way, um, Elector is uh, organic, is approved organic, is uh, the, the active ingredient is spinosad. I, the spinosad, uh, Elector is very expensive. It's a small bottle like this, and it's like $140. <laughs> uh, 
but it lasts forever. Uh, but if you don't want to spend that much money, I said, okay, go for the elector for the birds and then go to like Lowe's or Home Depot. And they have like the Rose and Garden Spinoza that is sold by the gallon. And that you can spray the coop with it. I don't know what other ingredients are in that Rose and Garden. I don't want to put it on the bird, but I don't mind to put it on the house. Mm. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. CNC huh. cracks and crevices, and most insecticides. People don't realize this. They try to spray something. They think they're going to do. They're going to make their life easier. No. If anything, you piss off the insect or the target pest, and they run on you, and then they'll hide, and you think you got them, but actually, it can make things worse. And a lot of times, especially with bed bugs. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's it's even worse with bed bugs. They can go a year without a blood meal. Fleas can go for a year without a blood meal. They can hide. So you got to think about that once, in my opinion, okay? And this is true with, you know, your cats and dogs. If you got to treat them for fleas, you don't want to just treat the cat and dog for fleas. You're going to have egg larva pupa somewhere down in your carpets that are eventually going to hatch. But to really be successful, you got to, you can't leave a stone unturned. But that makes a lot of sense, too, that if you have a product that you can use on your chicken um, and it's expensive, just use it on your chickens. And then there are, there are a lot of good other products that you can use safely as long as you read the label. That's cracks and crevices. But I used to always tell my customers, picture you're this little mite. You can hide anywhere, you know. And then so many people are like, oh, Matt, you know, you know, the big one is straw. That, yes, mites can hide in straw. I get it. But, man, there are so many cracks and crevices everywhere. They can yeah. hide anywhere. Yes, it is about prevention. But that is just such good advice. I just want to make sure people understand that if you're going to treat just a chicken, you may not be successful. You really got to. And you do... got to do it twice. Right? Uh, I didn't. That would make sense. I didn't catch that part, but that would make sense. So it depends on the. Well, you do have to do it multiple times. So it yeah. depends between times. Like if you have like the black, the northern fowl mite or the red mite, yes, you do it twice. And they it's usually about 14 to 20 days in between. The same with internal parasites. But. If you have, for instance, the Nemidocoptis, which is the scaly leg mite, they actually reproduce faster. You have to do it uh, once a week because they they reproduce faster. Okay. So, like, if you have Nemidocoptis as a scaly mite, it bursts under the skin, and you see those uh, scales being deformed and lifted up. Some of uh, you might have experience with that. So the easiest way, I mean, obviously those dust, if you use the spinosad, you can use it. It's very hard. I actually like to, if you can use some mineral oil, like Vaseline or some other type of oil. Um, so what you are doing is smothering those, those parasites and they asphyxiate them and die, but you have to treat it again. So it's nothing really that you have to always get drugs to uh, uh, kill those animals. There are many good products out there that if we know how they are to work with the animal then they are very good uh, to prevent and to control disease um i'm trying to remember the life cycle of a mite i was just going back to my bug guy days because that's what you did you always have to understand if you're dealing with flies you're dealing with fleas what is the life cycle because you're not only trying to kill the adults. A lot of times you got to try to kill the eggs or the larvae. But a lot of times when you have complete metamorphosis in some of these pests, they're in a pupa. And you can't do anything to penetrate them. Maybe a fumigant. So you got to think about, okay, how long will it take till they come out and then be ready for it? So timing is so important. Um, Brenda Scott, 
My chickens haven't gotten bubble foot since I got the rope wrap Bruce bars. Yay. Huh? <laughs> See, I did not pay Brenda to say it. Brenda, thank you so much for that comment. Uh, that makes me so happy. Another one real quick. Our Cypress shavings from a planer, okay, for an egg hutch. Well, a planer is a type of woodworking machine. You run it through and it surfaces it, and you get these nice, beautiful shavings. I tell you, Cypress is one of my favorite woods to work with. Um, but, Dr. Crespo, I'm curious what you would – how you would feel if someone wanted to use cypress for the bedding for a chicken coop. Or for, no, I'm sorry, for an egg hutch, egg actually, hutch. specifically. What do you, what um, do you recommend for egg hutches? Egg hutches. You know, I mentioned earlier about um, I don't like uh, the hay, but the hay is fine. Um, if it's well ventilated, you can use the cypress or the pine wood or uh, any of those as long as it's well ventilated. Uh, many of these uh, cypresses and uh, cider and pine, they have oils in the wood that actually are very good for removing, they detract from the parasites. So a bear that spends a lot of time in the nest, um, they has a higher chance to get those parasites in the nest. So these, these um, wood, uh, wood shavings will discourage the parasites. And that's why they are good. But you really need to make sure that the coop and the nest is well ventilated to prevent, because they are the, uh, those oils irritate the respiratory tract of uh, the bird too. So as long as uh, it's well, good ventilation, I have no problems. Okay, hold One, on. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say my, my world's being rocked again. I'm sweating. Yeah. I'm sweating over here now. <laughs> Wait a minute, did I hear you say you don't like hay for nesting material? Or, for the or was it straw? I don't mind hay. I don't mind hay for, I don't, because usually when they are in the nest, they are not going to poop. They actually, uh, they are there to get the egg. They want clean eggs. So they yeah. don't defecate in the, in the nest. So the hay is okay in the nest. Well, let me ask you then. Do you have chickens? I do have a lot of chickens, yeah. What do you use for your nesting material? I, right now, if I tell you the truth, I actually at the university we raise uh, broilers and we raise uh, turkeys. So I don't have layers right now. But if I, uh, when we do for research, we actually use the artificial padding um, that goes, uh, you know, that plastic material, because then we can disinfect. Many times we use uh, because we do for research. So we need to disinfect things. We need to so come down. Can we ever come down and visit? That that sounds amazing. Um, okay, so for if you were raising some chickens in your backyard, and what would you be your recommendation? What's your recommendation to a lot of our viewers? Because this is a common question: Is Matt, what do I use for nesting material? And I always try to tell people, you know, what did chickens do before we had egg hutches and chicken coops? And with that, with that thought, what would be your answer? Like hay, straw, the aspen nest mats, maybe the plastic matting? So it's something that it needs to be cushioned because you don't want that egg to crack to start with. So that's the most important thing. Uh, like I said, they are not going to defecate in the nest normally unless they are sick and then they stay a lot of time in the uh, nest. But normally they will not defecate in the nest. So as long as it's uh, padded to prevent the egg from cracking, uh, I don't, any material that suits you is fine. Uh, also the nest, some people like to have individual nest and some people like to have communal nest. So they, where they can have is a little bit wider uh, nest that they may be like, uh, 
they they can fit three hands. You know how the hands they always people say, oh, they always go into this nest. They always go into a single nest. Well, just take one of the separations and allow two or three hands to go in the same nesting area. That's um, what I like. I think she just recommended your egg hutches, Matt. Yeah, pre- <laughs> I tell you, this, this show is an emotional roller coaster, which is so much fun. Yes, <laughs> so I love that. the term communal nesting. Yeah. But that's I, ex- I like that myself. Yeah, and that's actually what I do, and I think most people do. But that's why I love about our egg hutches is again when you're trying to make everyone on this planet happy and make a one size fits all chicken coop. Uh, you can easily remove the nest dividers should you want to make it a communal nest box or you need a little area for a nursery if you got a broody hen raising little baby chicks. Um, so I just I love that term communal nesting. And it's it's almost like we should have a teacher says, do you communal nest? And then the other thing I was thinking too, uh, just a little too much information, but non gets so mad at me when we're trying to sleep in bed at night. I don't care how the covers are laid flat, this and that. I'm like, it's just like nesting material. I just went all over the place. But I didn't know it is okay to defecate in the nest now. So non, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not okay. Oh, to what, but it's okay if you're if you're uncomfortable and you're sick. Yeah, no. All right, if you're uncomfortable, it can happen. It can happen. Yes, it can happen. Okay. But no, it's I'm not, not it's, sure what happened to this show. Yeah. I don't Did know. you just turn into a broody head? <laughs> so here's a question. Maybe I like this question. So what percentage of a chicken's diet should be treats? Um, 90? <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> so when I give, I give treats, I actually make them work for it. Uh, so uh, they actually are intelligent animals. Well, a little bit. Uh, Except for silkies. <laughs> or Polish. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, but they do. Uh, I uh, the the uh, treats are should be a supplement always, not like the main portion of the diet. So I don't anything over five percent. I'm sorry, I don't want to uh, give treats now. For instance, one of the things that you could do is um, rather than give pellets, you may decide that uh, you want to give a scratch, which can actually a scratch feed can be used as a treat. But rather than giving it in the feeder, what you could do is just get, uh, say, for instance, a a PVC pipe and make holes so that when the uh, the chicken tosses that, some of the uh, scratch falls out of the pipe. So they just then eat. So rather than spreading it around, you just uh, make like a toy where they can just roll it and get that feed from uh, uh, from that pipe. That's, I, that's a possibility. I had a ball that did that for the chickens, and then they buried it, and I found it a year later. So <laughs> I remember one day in Boston when I first learned that. I was like, this is the greatest idea, and this is going to be an old video because I know I got a video. Do you guys remember those Coca-Cola bottles that are round? They come, they come out during the holidays, right? You've seen those round ones during Christmas? Yeah. Yes, no, no. You get, no. Well, I, well, okay, but I guess you can use anything. And that's what she did. She took the wrapper off and she would put the scratch in there and she just poked holes and then put the cap on and threw it in the run. And she goes, yeah, make the chickens work for it. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, it's just got to be big enough that they can't, like, bury it and you won't find it. Yeah, that's interesting. That. But now, Dr. Crespo, <laughs> you said something that's very interesting. You said PVC. Um, I always thought they would have to see it in order to, to hit it. But uh, when you say PVC, I'm picturing solid regular pvc that would use yeah. for what yeah they may they're curious so they will they will be the more adventure hen will call around and push it you can actually teach them how to do it too 
So mm -hmm. the same as uh, when you, the same as when yeah, you want to change like water systems from say, uh, you have a gravity uh, type drinker and you want to change it to a nipple, you have to teach them how to, to drink from the nipple. The same with uh, when you introduce a toy, hey, look at how it, it works. So you can actually teach them like, oh, uh, we have they are curious. a great, I, I'm telling you, this is, I have so many great ideas right now, Ingrid. You, <laughs> you are going to be busy on that website. <laughs> um, so we have some more questions. I do like that. Yeah, real quick. So we're after one o'clock already. I, I can't believe how fast time goes. Uh, we are live. It is April 14th, 2023. And we have Dr. Crespo. If you have any doc, or, I'm sorry, any questions, please put them in the comment section. You can have your Chicken question answered by the one and only world famous Dr. Crespo, who is a what? What is your official title? I always forget, or I'm going to get it wrong. Well, I am a professor in uh, at the North Carolina State University. So, uh, but the degrees, if you want, is I have a DVM. Uh, that's a veterinary degree. I have a master's in science. Actually, uh, is in nutrition. I have a PhD in uh, pathology. I especially, I actually study respiratory tract of birds, and I am a diplomate of the American College of Poultry Veterinarians. And your expertise is poultry. It is poultry, yeah. Yes. So we have a. I mean, I, I, I feel like there's a lot of titles there. I was just hoping we can sum it up so people are like, oh wow, because you're you're you know your stuff. He does. And I, we got to we, we might have to come up with our official title for you because I love and I love that you're at, at NC State. I haven't had a chance to meet you in person. And I keep telling my we dog. Who, those nest. What's that? We need we'll have to get you uh, uh, to go to NC State and see our facilities and you can show it in your show. Oh, well, yes, I, that'd I be great. I would absolutely love that. And my daughter, who's nine, I know she she is obsessed with animals just like I was. And I keep telling her, I was like, you'll be able to go to NC State. I said, dude, they have one of the best programs uh, for veterinarians, right? I'm assuming that's what they yep. teach there, especially livestock. The other thing I just learned recently, a little fun fact, um, Leo, so I just got a Maine Coon and took Leo to the vet here for the first time. And he has a heart murmur. I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um Apparently, there's only two places in the country that can actually genetically test cats for heart murmurs. One is in it's Davis, UC, or wherever out in California. Mm -hmm. The other one here is at NC State. Hmm. Yeah, their vet school's amazing. Yes, I just absolutely love it. Um, we have another question. So Misty asks, okay. do I need to separate a broody hen and the chicks from the flock? And at what age, at what chick age do I need to not stress anymore about them being together? Christine okay. and I have been talking um, about this. <laughs> yeah. She didn't like yeah. my answer. She wants your answer. <laughs> I, you know, I normally do, if they have enough space, I would not. The mother hen is, uh, provides a lot of um, heat uh, for those birds. Now, one of the things I may consider for those birds is to, as they get a little bit older, is to get an area where they, the babies can get in, but not the mother, because uh, the hens are in a feed that has a lot of calcium to produce eggs. The babies, while they need calcium, they don't need that much calcium. And an excess of calcium may actually uh, cause a, a problems with the skeleton, how they grow, because they have too much calcium in the feed. 
the hens, they do need a lot of calcium for those eggs. Now, the babies need more protein because they are growing. So they are going to have different feeds. So um, you can keep them together. Some people prefer to have them separate. But the main thing is that those babies, they need to have a space on their own where they can have the water at their height, not at the height of the, because I like to have the water and the feed at uh, elevated because otherwise they will spill everywhere. So I like to have the feed and the water elevated. So for the babies, they need obviously to have that water and that feed at a lower height. So you can actually make a separate area where they can go and eat and they cannot reach the water or the feed where the adults eat and drink. That's a good so idea. You kind of, yeah. You separate it so that they're not getting too much. They don't accidentally eat. It's 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 better if the hens eat the baby feed versus the other way around because you def Perfect. definitely don't want the, the little baby chicks to get too much calcium. Um, real quick, so there's a couple questions, and uh, our dear friend Francine, she had one that's quite interesting about if you have an antibiotic, do you want a painkiller in there? Yeah, they have sometimes they have the antibiotic with pain reliever or just the plain antibiotic. So you could, if you want, uh, I do believe uh, wild birds are uh, very good about hiding uh, their clinical signs. They do have pain. Um, now, uh, with it is very hard for many of us, including myself, to evaluate how painful those animals are. And uh, you guys that uh, live with that, uh, those animals day in and day out really know better how painful they are because they really have a change in character. So when you notice that change in character, then it's like, well, probably this, this uh, hen or this rooster is in pain. And then consider using some of those painkillers. Uh, painkiller, the only painkiller that is approved for poultry is aspirin. Uh, now, they, you go to a vet and they will provide other painkillers and they will be what they call off -label. So they're allowed to give to the, to the birds. Many of those painkillers actually have a component that is anti-inflammatory. So it's actually going to help to reduce inflammation. Uh, you can use it, but just follow the directives of your veterinarian because, again, they may go into the egg and then that can go into the food so you don't you shouldn't eat those things all right i have a quick question i got i'm gonna be selfish yes. again and go I, ahead. I, I gotta get this answer from dr crespel i gotta word it carefully dr crespel if you have a chicken coop with a hen house and let's say you're gonna do the deep litter system and you're gonna yeah. use let's say industrial hep bedding would there ever be a reason to add anything to that hemp bedding like lavender, rose, patella, whatever that is. Petals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not kneecaps, actual what, petals. And what, what is the, there's a big word, I can't remember it, and this is the critical word, so non, please help me. You know what, I got, I got to tiptoe around this because I'm curious. Um, if, and I'm talking about the bedding for the deep litter, I'm not talking about the nest boxes. Uh, would there be a benefit to it or would it make it worse really adding anything to that diaper, to that carbon, using things 
And there, there's there's a big word. We need to get it none. I need your help. Just pre- please look it up. Hold, please. Thank you. Uh, it begins with C. Do you know what chamomile? Okay. Chamomile. What? What? Hold on. What is chamomile? It's a plant. Like tea. It's like tea. Yeah. You got to make like. Yeah, it's a little daisy plant. Okay, completely unbiased uh, opinion, which I know you'll give us. Dukashi. Du- thank you. It wasn't a C. Dukashi. What? What is Dukashi? That I don't know. No, no. All right. That I don't know. Okay. Nobody non, knows. Non, help Nobody us out. Nobody but non knows. Dukashi. Would there ever be a reason that it would be a benefit, or would it be a harmful, or is it just a possible marketing gimmick um, to add anything to the hemp bedding? I don't think it's necessary unless you want because of the smell. But just like I said before, some of these smells are really good for us, but they maybe irritate the respiratory tract of the of the bird. So as long as it's, and and the main reason why people want to do that is because they are not managing the litter well, so it builds up ammonia. So they are trying to cover the smell of ammonia with some other smell. So to me, it's like, you know, you better uh, take care of uh, the litter, make sure don't cover the smells. So if, I mean, you shouldn't smell ammonia, ammonia to start with, but uh, that's that's the main thing. Okay, yes. We got and, that on record, right? right. You guys all know right. where I'm coming from. Thank I, you very much. I thought much. people and, use that to uh, as some sort of insecticide, actually. Yeah, it's but you want the the the, the microbes. The microbes. Yeah. But again, it's about prevention. If you got a buttload of flies, you got this and that. You got something else now, going. If you, have, if you have flies, it's because your litter is very wet. Yeah. So you got something yes. else going on. Those larvae for the flies are soft body. They'll dry out if it's not wet. So you have other problems. You should have seen Dr. Crespo putting her hands in my deep litter with her students when she was there telling them how dry it was and that she wasn't worried about, remember this, when you were telling your students that you weren't worried about all the droppings because everything was dry. You got that on video, right? (laughs) I did not get that on video. It is very easy to do it. So you just get your hand inside the litter, get a uh, fist full, just get your fist, and if uh, when you open, if it doesn't uh, form like a ball, then it's very dry. That's perfect. If it forms a ball, you don't want the ball to leave any moisture behind. Um, so if it's any moisture, yes, you are a little bit too too wet there. Yep. So and you that's... want it to be dry. And that's why we love the hemp because it really does. I mean, I think when you saw it, I was like almost two years in of that hemp. Yeah. So <laughs> it acts as a desiccant and dries that dries the droppings out. You know, it really helps with the ammonia smell. Yeah, oh. and, and people just yes, change the litter like every two weeks, every four weeks, and it's like you know, it just you enjoy the chickens. Don't just kill your do, back. Do, do you see chickens ever benefiting? And what's the term? You know the term. You're going to be able to use it against that fancy term Ingrid uh, is has mastered where we treat animals like they're humans or you think they're humans. Oh, anthropomorphizing. Yeah. Anthropomorphizing. Thank you. I mean, are chickens <laughs> going to be walking around the bedding, their diaper and going, oh, it smells so good, like getting an aromatherapy. Mm, cucumbers ro- on the eyes. Oh, rose petals. Yeah. Oh, I need some cucumber water with a wedge of lime. I mean, I almost think they won't like it because I don't think that's normal. But I, again, I don't know. How is a chicken's sense of smell, actually? It uh, it is not as good as ours. They actually have a better sense of taste when it's in fluid, but the smell is not very good. They do oh. smell a little bit. Yeah. They do smell, not that, not that much. Okay, well, uh, I'm a little confused. I thought one of the things 
that about chickens, they don't have taste. I know she said with a fluid, but if you have rodents, mm. let's say feeding on the feed and you put hot. They can't taste hot. They can't taste hot. Yeah, that's different. Okay. All birds yeah. can't taste the hot. Yeah. That's why you put like pepper, cayenne pepper in your bird seed if you want to keep the squirrels out. Out. Yeah. But they can taste liquid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How can you taste liquid but not taste a solid? Like what? What's going on inside? No, they the don't chi- have teeth either. I mean, they're different. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I know that when you get you change the water, they just like they may refuse completely. Uh, like uh, treat the water with something, they may just like poof, stay away from that water. But they will not stay away from many of these um, taste um, and flavors. They actually don't react until they get. Uh, with liquid like that's why with the pepper they tell you don't put water after drink after eating hot peppers because then the hot pepper the calcium of the pepper is actually gets more hotter it gets hotter that's true so you have Hmm. so it's dry you don't taste it but if you put it in the water it will taste much more so you don't drink water when you get a hot pepper and she's from Spain, so she knows about hot peppers. So we're at 120. We are. It's April 14th, 2023. We are live. We have the Dr. Crespo here uh, taking time out of her busy schedule. Can't thank you so much for being here. There's more questions. So um, I know we've we got about maybe 10 minutes left in the show. Dr. Crespo, I know we probably took up more of your time than expected, but so thank you so much. But this is where we could have the, the rapid fire if there's some questions and if Dr. Crespo wants to okay. rapid fire them, if possible. Before, yes, before I just leave, because we were talking about mites and uh, how to monitor. I like to, the, a very easy trick to monitor whether you have mites on your coop. So you get a piece of corrugated uh, paper, just a, a little square of corrugated paper, just like this. Just put it under the roost, just overnight. And then in the morning, just peel off and the mites, if you have mites, the mites are going to be hiding in the corrugate, in the areas wow. of corrugated paper. So don't worry about going at night with a torch, with the headlamps and the white paper. <laughs> yes. That's a good That's trick. Yeah, like with roost mites. Roost mites are just like bed bugs. They don't actually live on the host, but they'll go at night and like, okay, time to eat. And then they'll kind of go back home during the daytime. That is such a great idea. So we now officially have Carolina Coops mite monitoring boards. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, man, I'm yeah, on fire today. She, She's going to get a lot of royalties, I'll tell you that. I know. You can so, probably retire. I know. <laughs> so uh, somebody, I'm sorry, Kristen, you got a question? Yeah, I got a question that's really from me and Ingrid and a lot of other people is we love gardening. We love chickens. Is there anything we can plant for our chickens to eat or anything we shouldn't? Do they know what to eat? Um, you can eat any, you can plant anything you want. That One of the things that I will suggest is if you want something for your garden too, make sure you put like a um, uh, fence or, or kind of chicken wire so they cannot go in and take and uh, take all the plants from you. Okay. So if you get a plant there and say, for instance, you want to do parsley or you want to do uh, some other of the herbals, uh, you can do it, but I would recommend to just put like a chicken wire or some uh, type of wire on top so they can eat as the uh, flowers or the plants' leaves come out. They can pick from that. That's actually an, a good enrichment for them, but at the same time, they don't go in and with their little feet, they take all the roots off. 
Okay, great. So, but chickens don't, I mean, it's not, they usually don't go to eat things that are bad for them, right? I mean, animals pretty much know what's good and what's bad. I mean, things that I wouldn't, and you you guys don't have here in California, they have the oleander or the lantana. Right. Things you wouldn't use, you wouldn't uh, give it to the chicken, but many of the herbs, hey, uh, oregano is great for the chicken. So if you have Mm -hmm. an oregano plant, you can actually give it uh, to them. Uh, you can give, uh, uh, they do like uh, pumpkins. So if you want to plant some p- pumpkins for the fall, let them go at it. And then after you carve the pumpkin, yes, also open that pumpkin and they can eat everything yep. if they want to. Yep, okay. They love melons. Yeah. Too. Someone's, uh, Sparky Preps asking to feed your chickens. Uh, I'm assuming that's cilantro. Yeah. My what chickens is, don't like cilantro. What is cilantro? It's an herb for, it's what's in salsa. Yeah. Okay. It's a kind of, it's an herb that some people love and other people, it tastes like soap to them. <laughs> it's like one of those. You love it, it or you hate it. Yeah, oh. it is. It's a, but um, I try, I have so much cilantro. I try to give it to the chickens. So they're, they're not having it. I plant clover for my chickens. Mm-hmm. Clover is great, for instance, because actually it gives a very golden color to the yolk. So if you really want uh, that uh, golden yolk, uh, mm-hmm. clover is great. Um. What, what is considered treats versus just other non-crumble foods? So are, I mean, so a lot of the food, like Chris and I both use food that has some pellets in it, but it's a lot of grains. But a lot scratch, of whole grains. A lot of whole grains. grains. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're throwing scratch grains, it's almost like throwing food out for them, um, sunflower seeds and such. So would the, and then mealworms are kind of like the treat, the high value treat mm-hmm. that I can get my chickens to come from far away when I need to close them up. I can just shake the mealworms and they come running. So what would be considered treat versus non-treat? So it's those, um, and I like for instance, uh, yes, you are completely right. Like the mealworms, we consider treat, and some of that scratch we consider treat. Many of the treats they are high in fats. They are. Things like they may have uh, some uh, sunflower seeds or uh, scratch corn or things that are high in carbs, high in fat. Those are usually what is considered. If you put something that is high in protein, usually they are not like, eh, I don't care for it. Uh, So uh, those, uh, when you see the label and they have higher carbs, higher fat, then consider that's going to be a treat. Just like for us. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but okay. I, I'm sorry. I I am so confused. But if they can't taste it, how is it a treat to them? They do like the texture. They go for textures. Texture. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. What kind of textures do they like? I mean, that's like me with sushi. I love sushi because of the texture. <laughs> so you're saying chickens are kind of like that? Because I noticed there are things like noodles. My God, do they love noodles. Oh, they it, do. it might be because of the texture. Mine love taco meat. <laughs> it's funny how there's different things. I brought like a kind of overripe banana out there and I peeled it and my youngest just, you know, because she's on the lowest of the pecking order or whatever, since everybody was kind of curious and standing back, she just went at it and she loved it. And then a couple others liked it and others wouldn't go near it. So I think it's, I mean, I I think chickens, it's, it might be particular to the chicken. Not every chicken's going to, there's no one thing that they all like or don't like. 
And, and another thing is not that they like or not like is depending on the age and if they have been exposed. So babies are more curious and they will be willing to try more things. And as they get older, they get maybe wiser. I don't know. Uh, but they say that's not food. So they don't even go near because they don't relate that to food. That's interesting. That's uh, a really good point. E Stormy, I feed my pets. Yeah, two dang many of them. That happens. Uh, raw or natural or as close to what they'd get in the wild as possible. If I want to do the same for my flock, pellets or scratch. Would, would pellets or scratch be more natural? Scratch will be more natural than uh, pellets. However, that depends of, uh, uh, I would say, just be careful with the scratch because while the bag says I is completely balanced, they add like some vitamins and minerals. They are what they call the fines, and they tend to just sink to the bottom of the bag. And the chicken will actually, because the scratch, they um, select what they want. They may eat too much of the carbs. They like candy, just like who doesn't like candy? Right. So <laughs> the same happened with them. Uh, if you are going to get the scratch, just make sure that the scratch is high because they can, otherwise they're going, and you don't overfill that feeder. So they don't go in and they start doing like the, moving their beak and they are, then you have all the scratch at the, underneath the, the feeder. You want to have it high. Oh, 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 what happened? I don't know. We lost oh, that was, I, that was some of her best material right there. I love the, oh my gosh, folks, I don't know what happened. Oh no, uh, man! Did it time? We have like, I'm just That's blown. Weird. I was just about to ask too. I'm like that that famous question. So when when East Stormy was asking about scratch, I'm assuming crumbles, right? No, scratch no. is like grain. Okay, but there, we always get asked crumbles or pellets. Well, that's pellets the or same crumbles. thing, just in a different I don't, form. I, well, I mean, it's the same product. Okay, because. Oh, I wanted to ask It's her. like a cake or a cupcake. It's the same product. It just looks different. <laughs> okay. That's not bad. That was pretty good. Dr. Crestball, and if you're still listening, I'm so sorry. We just lost you. Can you shoot her? Ingrid's already on it. Uh, tell Dr. Crestball, I'm so sorry. I'm not sure what happened. I don't know if it got yeah. timed out for an she interview. Or, yeah, she could have ran out of battery. Who yeah, knows? and we, we do have storms going on. Oh, crap. That was so fun watching her. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways, guys. All right. Well, it is one thirty, and it is uh, we are live coming to the end of our show, uh, April fourteenth, twenty twenty three. Take one more shot. Um, you... It's one thirty. Okay. So I, I think that was a great show. I can't thank you guys enough for being I here. I feel like we couldn't properly thank her. I we will. No, we absolutely will. Please send Dr. Crespo a message, I will. and let's let's go see her or something. Field trip. Yeah, field trip. Who doesn't love a field trip? I, I think everyone would love that, especially if we can kind of dig in. I feel like we really dug into some we details. We always get some great info. Yes. Like, I was glad you are taking notes. I'm, I was taking some notes for you, too. E e My, I don't have a notepad. Yeah, Sorry. I, I wanted yeah. to bust on you be like, well, yeah. what was your notepad? I know. Yeah, Miss, I had notes, too. Valedictorian. You, oh, let's compare notes at lunch. Uh -huh. I, have, I have lots uh, of notes so, as well. So, yeah, I love getting into the details. And I tell you, it just, it just helps us, helps our fans out there, our viewers, our listeners, our customers. And that's why I just love doing this so much. And we got to try to see if we can get Dr. Crespo on more. Uh, and let's see. We got to find out when she's going to retire. Wouldn't it be awesome <laughs> if we could bring her on? As like, you know, hotline 
Yeah, yeah, I know that people like her. We just we'll, we'll retire when we drop that. Is I think the nice thing we... about Dr. Crespo is she she knows about the backyard chickens mm -hmm. because a lot of times you get somebody with the poultry vet credentials, but they work in the commercial industry, right. and there's really world. yeah there's not really a lot of relatable information that you can get except for disease, and their solution for disease is just kill, so rather than treat typically. So it's great that she has all this knowledge and practical experience being in the yeah. backyard chicken world. And that's what makes her so relevant and interesting. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a quick rapid fire. Um, and so of course, uh, so John, when it says Matt, I guess that caught my eye. So Matt, it would be nice if you could offer an enclosure for a broody hen with little feeder and drinking bottle to keep a hen in for several days until she stops being broody. What's our response to that? To take out the dividers in the nest box. We do. Oh, I mean, he's saying we, to break the broody. Oh, to break it. So. Oh. Right. Well, or until she stops being broody. Let her be broody, in my opinion. Well, Let, she's still going to. If you put her in an enclosure, she's still going to sit. Even if she doesn't have eggs. Doesn't yeah, she? but they, I, mean, I mean, I think what people do is they put them in like a dog crate where there is no bedding. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm i not a fan of that. Um, I think it's. I think it's. God, some, I can't. Some mm -hmm. people can't continue to add yeah. to their flock, though. So you have to you have to understand that. Like, yeah, but you can swap them out, maybe. I mean, yeah, bring in I, a few new. Look, rehome look a couple. What happened this year when it came to buying baby chicks? They were sold in minutes. I know, but it's just like for me, I just you know. You can do it. Um, all right. What so, about Christie? Is it okay to use construction sand in the run? It would be easy to clean. Oh gosh, I wish I could have had Dr. Crespo. I know because I don't. I know I say the same thing over and over, but I love when we have an expert. We can get her on the. We can do a little short clip because that's such a common question. We're so passionate about the answer. Yes. That... Okay. So Christy, I mean, to be fair, so so here, here, here. I don't know why this computer. I don't know if we need. Maybe it, it just I, might probably. Need it might to be time for a new computer. Just reboot uh, it. Is it okay to use construction sand? Okay. Is it okay? Yes. Do you want to? No. Um, here's the problem is chickens didn't develop growing up on a beach. They, they developed growing up in the woods. You want to mimic the woods, the forest. That's what they want. When I see people use construction sand in the run, they do it because they think it's going to be better for the chickens to keep it cleaner. If anything, it's going to be dirtier because you're creating a sterile environment that unless you've got all the time in the world to go out there and clean it up every day could actually cause more problems. So I am not a fan of doing it, but I know there's a lot of people that do it and you would they would tell you they're successful. If you want your chickens happy, in my opinion, mimic what they love the most in the woods, put in the forest floor. Also, she might be asking about construction sand because that sand has a bunch of warnings on the back, of the bag, saying that it's harmful for your respiratory system. Oh, it's awful. It's so, awful. There's so much silica in it. And that's yeah. why play sand for kids is a lot different than construction sand. Yeah, and so I wouldn't use it with chickens. Yeah. I would use play point. sand if yeah. that was the question, but and really, I wouldn't use it at all. Yeah, I never, I've had chickens, I've had my coop for six years. I've never cleaned out the run. I don't understand. You shouldn't have I, to. I don't understand. You shouldn't have to. It's because they have too many in there or they're getting bad information. Or they think it needs to be cleaned. It doesn't. Right. No, it's, you I really just need to, to keep putting stuff in there rather than take stuff out. Right. In my, in my experience. Well, we know. Bags of leaves. Yeah. Do, all right, Francine, do we need to take chicken saddles off for a break or can we leave them on? Oh, that would have been great. another great question for Dr. Oh, Crespo. Thanks. And I'm not, I tell you, my, me personally, I'm not a fan of saddles, but I know they do serve a purpose. Um, I would get rid of the rooster. 
I would solve the problem, but that's hard to do. When you... She said it was, I just texted her and I just thanked her. And okay, she said good. it was my pleasure, had lots of fun. What happened though? I don't know. Well, ask her. We may it never know. Been, I just said I don't know what happened. So okay. It was probably on our end. Uh, is there anything you can do to keep chickens from breaking their eggs? Yes. Remove those eggs on a daily basis. If they start to learn to eat them, that's an egg eater. That can be a whole different story. What's the solution for an egg eater? Mm -hmm. I had one customer. She insisted. She put wooden eggs in there mm -hmm. and told her, stop eating the eggs. And she she swears up and down she broke an egg eater. I well, don't think you, you got to stop stop it early. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I mean I've seen like an egg that what was looked like it was eaten, but it could have been like an egg that had a crack in it or was soft for some reason, and then the chicken that made them curious and they pecked it. So there could be other reasons. Um, and I know a lot of these questions are probably for Doctor Crespo. We're gonna do the best we can real quick. And yeah. thank you so much. So another question: I got rid of a rooster. Now I have a hen pecking on the rest of the flock. Do I remove her? I sometimes it I mean sometimes it happens and sometimes that balance changes, I think. Yeah, think, and Kristen? I I think that I don't know how how ongoing this issue is, but when there's a change in location or the reestablishment of a pecking order, uh, it might take two weeks for them to peck each other and establish that pecking over order and then it's done. So yeah. um Mike Trapp, you are, you're right. Here's another good I'd one. I'd give it a couple weeks. Here's a meatitarian. Pallets, crumbles, meatballs, ground meat. Yeah, there Cake, we go. Cupcakes. Yeah, yep. that, that one's good. Um, this just reminded me something. Ingrid, can you hand me hmm. the upcoming T-shirts coming up? Mm -hmm. I just want to show them off real quick. Um, just wanted to show you guys. So we got a lot of T-shirts coming in. Uh, this was a great show. Thanks, everyone. Have a great weekend. Uh, I'm glad you guys like the show. We try to do everything we can to make it. Sorry. Boy. Well, um, have you seen these yet? I have those. I wear those. I know, but okay. So um, we have, I wore that a couple weeks ago. We have four new shirts coming in, and I got—I mean, they're—they're they're, we're gonna restock. Uh, I haven't had the Cali Coop shirt in a while. Right there, we're gonna have that in stock. People, yeah, these are great. Yeah, this is one of our most popular ones. Hey, everyone loves that when I wear North. that one. They're like, "Where did you get?" And then we got our what we call our shop shirts. Uh, we have construction green now or safety green safety yeah, yellow now this is gonna be orange safety orange so and lovely. this is another favorite yeah, is yeah. the and this is going to be the fatigue green people have that's my favorite color yeah. that is um might i be, love any green that's though. the uh american flag with yeah it might be hard to tell field. with the green screen is uh, you can tell yeah. well i'm doing it also for the podcast oh that's right the podcast so i'm um, late to the game hi from morgan oh, laura yeah you missed a great show if you can go back and check it out it will be uploaded here shortly. Uh, roll out. Hey, where, where, where uh, are you going? I was looking at comments. Stop okay, reading. Okay, go ahead. She's on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Go eat your breakfast. <laughs> yeah, hurry up. It's almost lunchtime. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um. <laughs> golf balls. Yeah, you can put golf balls in there. That's right. Yeah, there's a lot of different things that you can do. Um. So Patty says, yes, May we need a long sleeve option. Everyone in the office, and a V-neck and three quarter sleeves. No, so, nobody likes three quarter. Well, Patty does. Yeah, I like V-necks. V-necks are good. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are so hard to please. I know. We're we're so hard to please. All um, right. 
so I think that was, I think we got to most of the things. I'm sorry if we couldn't get to everybody's questions. Um, we'll just have Dr. Crespo on more often. Um, we have some great shows coming up. What do we got? Well, May, Bethany's coming. Our Bethany Horticulture yes, was, oh, I didn't know have, that. That's I great. Know. Good job. Um, we mm. have the, the um, in two weeks, we have the owners of Grubbly, Far Grubbly Farms. Okay. That um, started that business, um, Sean and Patrick. So I'm excited to hear from them. They do a lot about homesteading and they, I, I use their um, black soldier fly larvae, buy from them. They make stuff from the United States. They also have stuff that's not from the United States. They also have food. They have dog treats now. So there's a lot of stuff. So they're coming on, um, and I'm still working on some other guests. Uh, all right, yeah, sweet. Great job there, Ingrid. And mm -hmm. guys, if you have any thoughts, ideas, questions, just, again, please leave them in the comment section. We're always here trying to come up with new ideas. And it's actually a lot of work to keep it going. But we do this for you guys, believe it or not. Really? And I just can't thank you guys enough for being here. Please do everything you can. Like the show. Share the show. Make sure you're checking out our YouTube channel. And hit that bell so you get the notifications. And hopefully we're going to keep growing that channel. And hopefully soon we're going to be able to branch out, not just to YouTube and Facebook. I know Good. That's going to be, yes. There's no reason why we're not live on TikTok and, and I'd like, Twitter. I'd like and, it if the comments got saved. I don't they know. do. They do. They do. If oh, you go they to YouTube do. now, yes, you can oh, see they, the okay. comments. Yes, okay. you All can. of these yep. are there. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I, I got a big afternoon. I just found out my old lab partner from college, who also lives here in North Carolina, he is here. He has developed some proprietary tooling for some new things coming up. Well, great. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know he was coming. So this is kind of a surprise. Sounds good. Awesome. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Later. Bye.